Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Dylan Heisen. Hello. John McKenna. Hi, everybody. And Steve Zek. Hello. Today we will be discussing the first episode of Fruits Basket, the new 2019 adaptation that premiered this past Friday. Um, You can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com. You can find us on Spotify now or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Okay, so we're just going to dive right into this. Um, I just want to get your thoughts. Oh, yeah. Also, spoiler to the first episode, obviously. Um, We are not going to get ahead. We're not going to talk ahead. Some of us have read the manga. Some of us have seen the first anime iteration or... Mm. Or and maybe not in this group. We some of us have seen the first anime iteration of it, but and the uh, second episode already aired in theaters. Well, in theaters, right? But none yeah. of us have seen the second episode. I haven't. No, I haven't. So, so this is only about the first episode. Um, yeah. So I just want to get your quick thoughts on just generally what did you think? Um, and if you have a history with this series, what what is it, and what were you expecting to see going in? Um, let's start with you, Steve. Oh, I have no history with this series. I, I heard recommendations from you guys about this show, so I decided to give it a chance. Um, all I've known, just uh, I, as cool as I was, I thought I knew about transformations, but I kind of thought it was about people that transformed into actual fruit. So I was mm. a little shocked to see they turn into animals, but that's fine too. Though I did, though I love love gag animes, the parody animes, and I in this series I found out what they have some characters that transfer into animals as a parody of something, and I found out it's a parody of this. So very informative, but I did not expect the series to be like so funny in the first episode. It just it's very funny. Normally the type of animes I like are either like battle shonen or really gag animes. So. Uh, this, so this is pretty good. Um, I, I like the Toya, uh, the main girl's name. Toru. Toru, yes, she's cool. I like her. Her friend seems all right too. Um, I'm not make, sure what to make of Yuri and Koyo yet, but nope. I guess... <laughs> Yuki and Kill. Yuki and Kill. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's why you have me on here. So you knew I was gonna mess up. Um... <laughs> but yeah. Um, so far, so good. I'm, I keep liking it. Um, I'm excited to see what where this thing goes, and it's a sort of like role reversal for me with these uh anime podcasts because normally I'm the one who's like knows vast knowledge of it. I'm trying to sell it to you guys, but now you guys got to sell it to me. I don't have to sell it; it'll sell itself. So, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> um, John, what did you think about the first episode? Um, okay, so. The history I have with Fruits Basket consists of a single bookmark that I got free for school lunch when I was like nine. And I had no idea what it was. I knew it was some sort of Japanese thing. I didn't know what anime was at the time. So I was like, okay, this is a thing. Maybe this will appear on Nickelodeon or something. It never did. And I don't even know where it even aired the original. But it's but it was a good bookmark. It served me very well. It is not broken, and apparently it's one of the few remaining that still has the orange ta- beaded tassel on the end. So that's cool. Uh, the first episode, I actually was very fond with of it. It was really good. I liked Toru is a really great character. She's had just an outstandingly tragic backstory, but so I admire tragic. so tragic. Ver- mm-hmm. It's ver- very it's terrible. Um, but I admire her spirit. Like she. 
it's she's committed to being independent. She lives in a, even though that means living in a tent outside, but she still sees the most of still makes the most of it. It thinks about its sunny days, going for walks. She is until she eventually gets taken in by uh, Yuko and Yuki. Yuki and Yuki, Yuki and Kia. <laughs> Yuki and Kia. Yuki, Kyo, and Shigure. Okay. Yuki, Shigure. Yeah, sorry, it's Yuki and uh, Shigure. Uh, Kyo is the different one. She gets take she gets taken in and. You know, I saw the twist coming just because it was in all the press for the show. But it's a, and I do kind of wish that I saw I saw us in theaters. I jumped on it way too late. Uh, sad, sad to say. But you know, it's a great start. I'm really, I'm really finally looking forward to see what the bookmark is all about. Awesome, awesome, Dylan. Did you like the first episode? Uh, yeah, so I did not watch the original anime it was out, but I've, you know, I've, I've had friends that watched it generally familiar. I didn't remember the twist. So that was good. I think watching oh, the episode. Really? Cool. Cool. Yes. Um, I don't, I still don't know why it's called Fruits Basket, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Doesn't yeah, it matter. Yeah, it, until the, the rat thing happened like 17 minutes in, I didn't uh, realize what was happening. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, they do give it away, but I think it's, it's, it's a fun thing to experience. And then watching the episode. So back, uh, it's like even better because there's all these animal references early on that you don't understand right. uh, that I think are really fun the second time around. Um, yeah, it's, I think this is a very strong premiere. I was a little more tepid on it the first time. I think the second time there's a lot of depth to this, a lot of really strong characterization. Um, I think uh, Honda-san is a particularly strong main character introduced in this first episode. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen as strong of a main anime main character intro, honestly. Like usually the you know a lot of main characteritis in animes. Uh, a lot of depth to her presented early on. Um, but yeah, I was kind of generally enjoying it the whole way through. Um, but then the twist came and uh, then things uh, were <laughs> much more exciting. And uh, these, but even before that, these, uh, someone crashes through the ceiling and uh, Kyo comes in and he ascended from the heavens <laughs> and into my heart. <laughs> it was Kyo here. Yes! <laughs> Is it? Is it so right to ship um, Kyo and Yuki? It's who, already we been done. We don't know if they're relatives or what. I don't know yet. Uh, but uh, I, him and me, I ship. And uh, <laughs> he, he's instantly uh, fell in love. And then he's also a cat. And yeah. it's like even better. Wow. Uh, it's perfect. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the best thing ever. I'm all in on Kyo. And also, I guess, the rest of the show. But mostly Kyo. Okay. That's where I'm at. <laughs> that's that's great. That's amazing. Um, but yeah. I... I have read the manga entirely. I have the entire Tokyo pop version of the mangas of like the volumes, all of them. I that, I think this was mm. the first manga that I like read fully Ooh. when I was like in high school. Mm. Maybe was I in middle school? No, I was in high school. Um, and I just remember crying and just loving the series and watching this episode because I didn't watch the the anime, the mm. two thousand one anime. I didn't watch it, but watching this. Um, episode not only did it bring back all these this rush of emotion and just because of knowing what's going to happen but also just how well executed it all was here and it, it, it I mean again I haven't reread it I just very quickly before we started like uh like just went through the first chapter and it, it's very faithful to the manga and but it's just so pretty to look at it's just also I don't know. It, it was just it was brought to life in a way that just really touched me, and I just all the feels and 
Toru Honda-san. She is the most precious, precious person. And let's just, all right, so let's just, yeah, that's that's my that's my emotions. Um, before we get really super really deep into this, um, April was supposed to be on this podcast, and she wanted to really yeah. quickly have. Uh, let me just really quickly read her first thoughts on it on this episode. So this is all April. Quote: I was lucky enough to watch the premiere of the first two episodes at a local theater. Middle school April was so happy and excited to experience the series all over again. I will say that it seems they're keeping true to the original, but I don't mind it in the least. The graphics and animation looked modern, and I'm glad they didn't, quote, crystal moon the series in terms of visuals. I This is me now. I completely agree right there. What does um, crystal moon mean? I I'm think assuming you're talking about it's Sailor Moon. Moon because oh. crystal moon is the, ugh, it is disgusting what they did. <laughs> anyway, okay. so... Toru, this is back to April. Toru is a precious treasure, and I find her the most relatable out of the characters pre- presented so far. That being said, the first episode leaves a lot with the cliffhanger at the end, almost too much for someone new to the series. I'm looking forward to what they decide to do next with it, and can't wait to experience it with friends. Hopefully, I'm not alone in this. And no, she is not. Um, so yeah, what did you, I'm very curious for you guys who. Some of you kind of knew what the reveal was. Some of you didn't. I want to talk about this thing. I want to talk about this reveal, how it was executed. Did you see it coming? Or like you, some of you mentioned you did. Especially some of you just came off of the Promised Neverland like podcast, which is like a completely different show. But Mm -hmm. I know that that first episode had another, had a really big reveal in it too. Mm. And very different reveals, totally no, and everything. But, you know, like, what did you think <laughs> about this reveal? Is this what hooked you to the show? Were you hooked before the reveal? Did you, like, tell me why it worked for you or why it didn't? Uh, oh, uh, for me, I, I totally, the reveal took me by shock. But I actually was sort of close. I was trying to guess what the reveal was. I thought maybe that Yuri, maybe, and and... They they have the ability yeah they have the ability to communicate with animals and that's how they like able to do some of the stuff behind you know off screen you know it seemed like they he was able to control the animals but this threw me off I was I was surprised it's a good twist though and um and I and I like I said I really like the the dynamic here that they seem to be going here um with Toru and and the guys um. I just hope this is not like a harem, like reverse harem series. I'm, I wonder if it's going to be that way. I, I have nothing against it, but though I'm mostly not used to the other type of harem series, so ho- hopefully, maybe this one might be good. So I'm, I'm trying to understand what a reverse harem. It's a is. girl. It's a girl and guys instead of a guy. And, and I, girls. I believe this is isn't a that just harem. a harem, but just yeah, it's not yeah. like reverse harem because that would be like. Someone no, in love no, with no, all no, people no, who aren't in love with them. I'm just saying the <laughs> semantics, like the linguistics of this, it doesn't make sense to call it reverse. It's just, you know. It's what the trope is. It's, it's okay. just a, it just flips it just flips the or flips yeah. it around gender wise. I'm yeah. just saying I'm okay. Anyway, um <laughs> John, you were saying. Um the reveal for me was again, it was in all the press, and I sort of knew what was coming anyway, so it wasn't too much. So, so I wasn't too surprised because I knew, like, you know, when she hugged, when to- when someone of the opposite sex hugs either Kyo, Yuki, or Shure, what's his name, Shigure, um, they turn they turn animal. So I knew that was coming. I sort of knew that Kyo was going to be the cat because Kyo's Kyo's the one on my bookmark, him and in and him in his cat form. So. So it didn't really it didn't really surprise me all that much. 
I was sort of so like when they made them garbage, like as long as she doesn't hug us, I was like, okay, I know her. I was like, okay, because they turned to animals, got it. I think I, I don't know. I guess it's I guess I sort of feel like this is one of those things where it's like it's a twist if you didn't a twist if you go in blind, but at the same time, probably like maybe like half the audience knows what's happening next anyway. So it's one of those things like how do you make a twist? How do you present a twist that everyone knows is that most people know is coming but i think it was handled well and i like how they left it on a cliffhanger maybe because i knew about it i'm not as like you know oh my god i can't believe that just happened like some others were but i think it was but you know what i think it was it was enjoyable and i'm interested more like how did they revert back to the original forms Um, right you know the big there's a big twist for me it's not that there's a bigger twist for me is something they did which i was not expecting what, um, is which it? is, um, they actually showed the uh, the late mom like right away. Um, they didn't do the old trope of you know when so normally in anime there's like the dead parent. They normally yeah, when you see them flashback or a picture, you don't see their face at least not at first, and maybe later on they build up to a reveal if at all. So, yeah. so that's a nice surprise. That was a shock. That shocked me more than the whole animal <laughs> thing. Gotcha, gotcha. And what about you, Dylan? You were the one who was the most like the most uh blank slated going into it um did you you already mentioned that you kind of figured it out halfway through but did you like that by halfway that you like that you figured it out or would you prefer to really have not seen the cat boy coming well, I didn't see the cat boy come. No. So I like I I I, I knew there's some association between uh, Yuki and rats, and so right, like I think that's the the thing that they give more away, and maybe Shigure and dogs. But no, I don't. I didn't. I think they hide the cat thing a little bit better. They do mention the cat a lot, but I didn't expect right. them to come crashing through. Um, and I think they should have primed the audience for this because it just comes out of nowhere and uh, it's it's like very quick at the end. So it's a good thing to prime like they did. I think the episode handles it very well. I think this episode's very dependent on the twist. Um, like I was enjoying it but i wasn't super in before that happened and then afterwards mm-hmm. i was very interested in the show so like i think it's kind of just a, a typical anime before that although like particularly good characterization um and then afterwards it's like oh this is this is really interesting so uh it, i think it's and then but then you go back and watch and i do think there's a lot there um the episode also doesn't explain things uh like i think john just mentioned that uh the the the, the hug it means they turn into animals i did figure that out watching the episode back but that's not immediately evident because if right. you don't know that's what's going on the first time um so i feel like i know the rules now after watching it back the second time with episode certainly doesn't stop to explain i know the like the touching a girl thing mm-hmm. and i also think that the rat and cat rivalry is going to be a big thing here even though that's not really apparent when we were watching the first time blind mm-hmm. um like it didn't kill he's kill a main character i think he probably is considering we talk about the tale of the cat so much uh looking back on the episode yeah. i hope yeah, i hope they're not related man i hope not <laughs> But um, I, they're all part of the Soma clan. They're all part of the Soma family. So I'm. Are they like, yeah, I don't they, know if that's a literal family. Are they like, or yeah. Like, anyway, yeah. Okay, I mean, like the right. Uchiha clan, they're not all related to Uchiha clan. Well, so let's talk about these characters then. Let's talk about <laughs> Toru. Let's like this because Dylan, you mentioned the strong, strong characteriza- characterization. I think she is the most. She's like the. This episode is for her. Like she is the strong. She there's just we get such a clear sense of who this character is, and we get so much exposition on her backstory. Like we get, yeah. There's like maybe one or two little like secrets that could be revealed later on in the story, but this we get everything from her here. She's so, like a. 
Yes. Yeah. Like a Disney princess or a fairy tale princess. Yeah, you know, she she's an orphan. She she isn't wanted by um, her extended family. Mm-hmm. Um, the one person that th- she does want. I mean, it's it's it is very kind of the typical kind of fairy tale type of thing. It adds to kind of the folk tale esque uh, uh, whole thing. But yeah. I was just wondering, one, why do you think Toto is amazing? Because we all know she's amazing. And a pr- also, a leading question. <laughs> like, yeah. How, like, on a scale of like amazing to like Beyonce, how amazing do you think she is? Also, a leading question. A ten. <laughs> or, oh, okay, forget uh, it. A twelve or twelve. But no, but I. But also, like, do, do you think they? Do you think that episode suffered a little because there was such a focus on her and there was just a lot of exposition? Because while I think the episode handled everything i think they handled it well and i think it there was a lot of information given and given the amount of backstory it it flowed very smoothly in my opinion and it did set because the characterization was so strong i didn't find it slow but i could easily see someone going this was an info dump this wasn't graceful storytelling etc so what did you guys think of this kind of introduction to her and the focus we had on her this episode um steve Oh, okay. All right. Um, I thought um, it was fine because she's the main character. And I think normally the first episode should focus on them. The other characters, they're going to get their spotlight episodes so, or spotlight chapters. So I'm patient. So I'm fine with that. Um, I learned a lot about her. I learned like how like optimistic she is no matter what goes wrong. Like I said, like I said, it is like very Disney princessy, but also very shonen main character too because i sing that's a, like, a trope too that no matter what they're always optimistic that things are going to work out right and and yeah and just she's very independent and oh she's such though a pushover though it's it, it, people really take advantage of her so i'm glad it seems though she at least has like those, those two friends those two female friends at least look out for her because if she didn't have them i mean oh my god i just hate to think what the just cruel world would do to this nice girl yeah yeah. What about what about you, Dylan? What do you think of Todu, like, and how they handled her characterization? Yeah. Well, I think in terms of the info dump stuff, I think it's just it's it seems like a good episode. It's just maybe not the most exciting thing until the end. So that's like it it it's, it flows well. It's it's really well presented. Um, it's just it doesn't necessarily hook you to have that much early on. Um, watching it back, it stands out even more. The characterization, knowing that there's also exciting stuff happening. Um, I think the big thing with uh, first of all. She's nuts. Uh, <laughs> on the she's, she's living voluntarily living in a tent because she couldn't uh, like speak up saying she didn't have uh, friends to live with and oh. uh, couldn't ask anyone about this. She's, uh, her she doesn't she doesn't want to be a burden. That's her biggest thing. And that's yes. why it's like a really big burden. Like that's really important when Yuki straight up says you are not a burden. Please live yeah. with us. Well, yeah, you I can definitely get this, but she is uh, she she comes across. She has a couple loose. I mean, yes, I you're living believe... in a te- you're living in a tent next to a cliff. I mean, there is there is some uh, there's some maggot in the brain to begin I, I, with. But still. I can't believe though you're calling her nuts though compared to those fangirls. Now they're nuts. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like a, it's okay, a different kind. At least don't live in a tent. A, they don't uh, live in a tent exactly. You know, <laughs> she presumably. Literally... 
<laughs> Literally, she says, quote, this is a good chance for me to learn to endure the hardships of life. Yes, yeah, like that's this, not how it works, but... Uh, oh. Like, this poor girl. <laughs> uh, you know, she's... she's the, the, the other big thing with her, I think, is this contrast between her struggles that she went through and the absolute cheeriness of her in terms mm-hmm. of her main personality. I think that's just really sympathetic. Like, you you latch on to she's been through so much, yet she has such as good a- this, this really good attitude on life that's kind of uh, innately sympathetic. I feel like this is a show where we're supposed to really like the characters and this is a very good start to that with uh, with uh, her, her as our lead here um and also yeah the the level the amount of backstory presented from her in this episode is really uh it, it is a lot and i do think it it serves this character very well and i think that's a good thing in this type of show because usually in harm shows if this is a harm show she the, the, the lead is uh, pretty bland and i'm not getting that sense so um, far so that's oh really no. good not it's i'm not see, in reverse harems i think it's almost the opposite the lead is almost the most the most interesting character in no, some yeah when the male's the lead it's always boring but when it's a female that's always more interesting yeah. so um the, the, like last 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 um season there was a, a reverse harem called meiji tokyo renko which i am like advertising to anyone that is within earshot at all times the lead character was a female and she was by far and away the most interesting character of the show and the show was full of interesting characters too so you do which makes it like easy to very empathize and sympathize with her and want to root for her unlike say a regular harm where it's almost as if it's meant like for it, the market seems to be for teenage boys and it's meant for them to project themselves onto the character right, so they, right. so it's a blank slate in that case reverse harm's a little bit different which is why I actually think reverse harems are way better than regular harems because they actually put time and effort into main characters. Right, right. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, like, I was to wonder, though, I, it seems they're all males, though. I do like harems, though, when there's at least one person of the same gender, so at least they have options. <laughs> well, I'm getting all test-based there, sure. but... Yeah. I think uh, I think Blonde Friend is into uh, Honda-san. Yeah, okay, okay, no, look, look. I'm <laughs> shipping the friends together, though. I okay. think they're together. I'm like, they're like, they're totally, they're a married couple. It's they're inseparable. Also, why does she, what, she's the cheery, why does she have such dark friends? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so no, she needs someone nice to protect to her, her. But they have to, you know, be like, you know. I think, I more, think they latch on to her because they, they want to protect her. They see how everyone else just takes advantage of her. And so it's, it's them latch on to her to protect her because... They see what's going on and they're disgusted. Look, they are like they, the hidden mama bear in them is like coming out whenever they see Todu, and they're just like, you know what, you we're adopting you into our family where we're moms <laughs> and you're a child. Um, it's basically what's happening. That's, yeah. Um, but okay, well then let's talk about the 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 soma clan let's talk about yuki let's talk about shigure and kyo like i i I want to talk about yuki and kyo because they're great but i want to very i want to focus on shigure because i forgot how problematic he was Mm -hmm. there were certain lines like he he says like two men living alone really need a woman's help I'm oh, like that, Well they need someone to clean I up. Tell you, yeah, I, but I, why does it have to be a woman? They I, could just, you know, know, pick up their stuff. Like yeah, I, I, just, I think I, I think he's supposed to be like the traditionalist. Uh, yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. And just, it sounded to me, it just reminded me so much like that's why I thought Fairy Tale Princess. This reminded me of the dwarves, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, how the premise was we could use a woman's touch. I mean, but I'm just saying yeah. that doesn't make it any less misogynistic. Yeah. Uh, but I'm what just saying, was like, this in, manga made? In, in 2019, he didn't age well. Is what I'm putting out there. Yeah, that yeah. I kind of like they're they're doing a faithful adaptation, but I just needed to 
really briefly point out that yeah, he's lovable, but wow, <laughs> that really smacked. I mean, I think I think it face. is a realistic character. But at the what very year least. was his manga first <laughs> yeah. first published, Beatrice? I'm just, saying it doesn't matter yeah. when it was first published. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't good then either. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I want to know. I just want to see if they have any excuse at all. Um, D- there's never an excuse. Japanese, for Japanese versus American social norms, maybe. I don't know. There's uh, never an excuse for misogyny. So, um, moving on. Let's talk about Yuki because he's great. Yuki's so great. Like, he's, I forgot how. <laughs> he's great, I, but he does have certain things. One's the aspect I don't really like about him, but. But I forgot how swoon worthy this manga, like the manga made <laughs> yeah. me. Because I remember, really? like that moment, him and you and and Todu share where he like holds the leaf, and I'm just like, what are you doing with this leaf? But then he holds the leaf and tells her to like to be careful to not like push herself too hard. I'm just like, why are you all so swoon worthy? You need to stop. It's so great. Anyway, tell me why you love Yuki, and I will accept essays. <laughs> okay. All right. The name cool. question again. Yeah. All right, fine. Why do you like or not like Yuki? What do you think is wrong <laughs> oh, with Yuki? One <laughs> thing I think is wrong with him, and that's he's an enabler. He does not. He lets those fangirls just do whatever the hell they want. He does. He should tell them to knock off their crap. Uh, it's Yuki's fault. That he's it's I know. I know. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying, man. Um, you know, a real like person would take he would realize what power he has over those girls and tell them to knock off their crap but what power exactly does he do do you think he has over them though yeah Hmm. i mean Uh, yeah they're like the fan club he could tell them to stop being mean so yeah yeah i I get that but i don't know if he's aware of it um yeah yeah. 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 because he does apologize he goes like i'm sorry about them like which means he knows about it so Hmm. maybe he's tried and it just hasn't worked Yeah. yeah yeah I mean, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's like Yuki is, I mean, he is interesting. I do, I, I, I mean, yeah, he is a very, I mean, he is a very smooth operator. He is very friendly. Um, I'm not sure how much I really connected with him to be on, to, in the beginning because it was a little. Uh, I don't really know anything about the male characters enough to really judge him just based on this one episode. So it's... Right, exactly. Um, and But here's the thing. Like, I do, like, first off, I. Full, full praise of the fact that he actually dug out uh, Toru's tent and, you know, oh, they got yeah, that. Well, nice. well, I'd say he, I mean, obviously he wasn't the only one that did that. He had, he had his rat army with him, clearly, oh, but. That's when I the, thought he was a uh, whisperer. I thought he was think, an animal it, whisperer. It was like, it almost sets up as, it almost sets up like, be like a traditional villain almost, where he just summons his army of rats, but no. <laughs> um, but again, it's like, I, I thought he was pretty interesting. Uh, but again, interesting character, uh, reserved, introverted. I like that. Um, I like that in the character because it, you know, I am reserved and I am introverted, so it's nice to see there's other people <laughs> like me out in the out in the anime world. But uh, and again, yeah, the Beatrice, you mentioned the whole swoonworthy moment with the leaf and Toru, and I was like, well, that's gonna be the ship of the season. I'm gonna call it right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Something to say about that. <laughs> I'm, I know him and Kyoya. That's still that's still my ship for now until I found out I found out they're brothers, like with the same both of the same parents. Until I found that out, <laughs> I, I will but, say like and that scene animated <laughs> is so much more powerful than in the manga. Like in the manga, it's like it's nice, but it has none of that in there. Like it's just I don't know. I, it was it was kind of it took me by surprise how like pretty it all was uh, the leaf scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think that, i think that's yeah that's definitely one of the stands out to the standouts of the episode definitely felt uh the the chemistry between them in that moment yeah. um yeah. but you know 
Okay, with regards to Yuki and uh, and uh, Honda, uh, Kyo just came in at the end. Let's give him a chance here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ch- a chance to win Toro's heart. Right, I, I, yeah. the way I see this going, and I really don't know anything, is uh, the, 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 there's a watching the episode back. It's all about like the cat rat rivalry. So I think that's going to be uh, the their rivalry for her affections uh, is Ooh. one of the main things. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I will say something that the most interest. It's interesting because the most uh, Yuki came alive for me wasn't even in that scene with 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 Toru. It wasn't even with that. It was when Kyo shows up and he immediately starts like poking at him. He immediately starts teasing him, like trying to rile him up. That's the most I started. I was like, oh, there's this side to Yuki. Yes. In the previous, <laughs> in every part of the previous, in, in that episode, he was, you know, he was really nice. He was the prince. And suddenly there's a side to him where he's like, Oh, I hate this guy, and I yes. love riling him up. It's, <laughs> yeah. It was amazing seeing that switch. Yes, hard, hard, hard agree on this. Like uh, y- Yuki, uh, this this is a character that often doesn't pop for me. Like just the the good looking kind of like emotionless prince. But I think what stands out about Yuki is that he does show emotion in this episode, mm-hmm. and uh, specifically when he, his you see the rivalry moments with Kyo at the end, and also when he's talking about the, the cat earlier. Um, this is like when he's really popping, and uh, I actually do like Yuki. Like this isn't a character I usually like, but um, I'm I'm kind of in on him, and uh, I'm if this is like a love triangle, I'm in on. On this because these are two sympathetic male leads which we don't uh which i'm not often seeing and uh yuki's kind of popping kyo obviously for me very popping here um but oh also the other thing with yuki yuki is uh i want to make com- compare it to free uh yuki very haru type character uh but i think haru always not successful for me because mm-hmm. completely emotionless yuki does sh- have some displays here and he really pops also i think shigure is like the makoto of yeah, uh, the show, um, he's a little bit le- more measured, a little less uh, like warm and stuff. Um, I also, I will say, I think Shigure is, yeah, uh, he, he has these traditionalist things, but he still was somewhat sympathetic for me despite that. So I think the episode did a good job of kind of keeping him as a uh, as a little bit lovable. No, yeah, he's um, he's yeah. very charming, and I will say, like similar to Yuki, there, like he is kind of like Makoto, but he has a little bit. There's like a, there is this kind of edge to him. There is this sharpness to him that the typical kind of like i'm the fun go lucky like you know very um easygoing character mm. he he does have a, a seriousness to him that yeah. i think we're yeah. going to see more of because like he felt like a, he did feel like uh, an adult in a way he felt he was like he like at the end of the day he's like yeah he'll like laugh in the face of toru like hearing her sob story but he'll also be the one that tells yuki like she'd hate you to say, she'd hate you saying that she's like amazing you know what um, I mean? So he, yeah. there's this emotional intelligence to him. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it's weird because he kind of presents as the adult, but he, mm-hmm. before watching, I was like, "Oh, is he their age? Is he going to school too?" But right, it's like right. he's probably not. But uh, he, he looks young. But he looks young. But he's uh, <laughs> he's supposed to be in his. Uh, he's supposed to be, in, I think, in his t- early twenties, uh, according to some sources I was reading. Oh. Right, well, we haven't seen that yet. But. Um, Dylan, though, you you told me this love triangle. You just gave me flashbacks to Twilight. I'm hoping it's better than that. <laughs> it's already better than Twilight. It's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, three three seconds in. Nope, better than Twilight. There Yuki, we go. Yuki is Edward and Kyo is uh, Jacob. Hashtag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, 
Let's talk about Kyo the very, very briefly. We got him. I mean, we did get the cat story, right? We did get that folk tale, which, by the way, that in, in sequence. In retrospect. Yeah. In retrospect. But that sequence, where because something that's really beautiful about the episode is the shift in animation styles. That, like, when she tells that folk tale, it's like the, it looks like a children's book. It's mm. not even animated. It just has this, like, kind of water watercolor visual kind of thing. And it's, like, really pretty. But then we get that, and then he shows up at the end and doesn't. Like, you think from that story that the cat's going to be, like, this really, like, tender, adorable little kitten. And then he comes in. It's like, nope, I want to, like, punch Yuki in the face. No, well, he is the cat chasing the rat. tender kitten, Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. see it. I've, I've cat seen enough, the rat, though. I mean. I've seen enough cat and mouse cartoons to know cats are not gentle creatures, so. But, um, but yeah, so I'm assuming. Okay, so Dylan, you're Team Kyo, obviously. Yes. John, Steve. Are you Team Yuki or Team Kyo? So uh, I'm undecided. Um, I'm thinking more towards uh, Team Kyo for now. Or, but you, you, but the way you describe Yuki sounds like I'm really he's gonna be you're hyping him up. But I don't really know enough about him, so uh, I think I'm just gonna flip a coin. Okay. Can I just be on Team Total? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that yeah, is the total. best team to be honest. Yeah. To be honest, I, but I, I, I think we're under uh, Steve and John underselling Yuki's characterization a little bit. I think I do think he was very well presented in this first yeah. episode and yeah. is like much better than the typical male lead. Yeah, I probably, like, show I'm probably like I'm definitely like Yuki better because I know him more than Kyo, who was there for like two minutes. Or yeah, two. I don't care. It, it was the best two minutes ever. I, uh, I, so. I, I mean, I, I, I like Yuki. I like Yuki well enough. I'm just not. I'm just not yet ready to. Uh, a uh, sign for the, sign for the team yet, especially That's since fair. I think there's like there's gonna be like there might be like what ten more characters coming. I don't know. Really? Right. Ten? Yeah. Well, it's I, not, well, there's it is a Zodiac. I mean, right, yeah, if, right. if, if if it is Yuki versus Kyo, this is very exciting because I think uh, Hon does a, a, gr- a great lead, and Yuki and Kyo are both sympathetic well, to me. So it's like really fun to be on. If it's Cat versus Mouse, I'm definitely on Team Kyo because. I'm mostly always sympathetic with the cats over mice and cats. Yeah, obviously, the cats, the cat. I mean, come on. Yeah. I okay, hate well, the mice. I hate Jerry. So I'm waiting for the ox. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of like these characters that are coming, we see them in this. I believe this is the ending sequence. I don't know if it's the it's what we I see at the, the end of the or is it the opening? Because we saw the logo of the uh, right of the series, we saw so the it, series. I, I assume it's the opening. Normally, that's the way they do it when they don't have an opening at the beginning. Right, of the they episode. put it at the end. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, so, sometimes after episode one, the ending. Sometimes the opening is feels like an ending. Uh, right, but it is slow. It seemed too chill. It seemed too chill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, the 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 opening of the first uh, of the two thousand one anime was like also very slow. Like mm. it's also like doesn't like has this kind of very. Um, kind of saw it's like a very iconic song for the people of that time but like i don't know it's like it's also i remember it being very slow but what what were the characters that kind of stood out to you guys from that kind of sequence if you and also what did you think about that sequence did you like it did you think it was too slow is is it like the sequence of the ending credit or yeah the ending well we don't know if it's an ending or opening credit but uh all right um Nothing really stood out because I, I, I'm still just getting to know these characters. Um, uh, interesting. Is there a snake? I think I saw a snake in that. It's the Zodiac. So yes, Zodiac. Yeah, I'm interested in that. That's very sounds interesting. I was born on February eighth, so I don't know what that makes me. It's, so. it's, it's your, it's the your year. Are by it's your year. year it's not, not a, not it's a month. month. Oh, I was born in. Uh, well, I that. don't know the Zodiac date it's, off the top. Of I, my head. I'm. I know I'm a monkey because monkey is ninety two. So. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. And this year, and this year, I think is pig. 
So okay. yeah, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching the end credits back. I didn't. I didn't. You know, not knowing who these are, it's it's hard to pick up on it too much. But yeah, you see a few people here. Potentially a girl here. Um, all the bunny, bunny, little boy looks adorable. Um, I don't know. Well, I, we'll, we'll I, I assume these are more minor characters, but uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah. and I do want to mention kind of this opening sequence that we get from the show. It was like this kind of. We talk about the banquet, and we it's this is before we get to know the story about the banquet and everything. Um, what do you guys think of of it in terms of like how it set the tone? Because the manga, for instance, like it, it's very faithful. Like the show is very faithful to it. It follows everything, even the ending. It like cuts like maybe just a little bit before chapter two, like the first like the couple pages of chapter two. But this opening wasn't in the manga, or at least not in the Tokyo mm-hmm. Pop version of the manga. It wasn't there. What did you think of this kind of opening sequence and how it set that tone of like talking about like this, like I promise to have the banquet or whatever. And then the forgotten promise and all that. Forgotten promise. Um, Yeah. So I I think uh, even when I watched the episode back, it still didn't make any sense to me, this opening. So I feel like it's, I, and I feel like it might work if you know the series. I just really, it, it does. It didn't even. I didn't even remember that this was in the beginning of the episode when I watched it back. Just because it, it's, it's, it's. If, if like it doesn't click with the audience, like what's happening, I feel like right. it's, it's maybe not a, a great thing to. That that being said, that you do present this type of scene immediately in in movies and stuff, yeah. like to, to start mm. with. So I think it kind of makes sense in the beginning if you're going to do it. Oh, gotcha. it's it's one it's one of those things where I'm guessing that it's meant to be set up as a story of betrayal. So I'm so in my head, I, I was OK with it. I was more I, I was less concerned oh. with the story and more concerned with the idea that it's about how the cat was tricked into not going to the banquet. So oh, that's, it was that's that's a jerk move. Well, yeah, well, it was a jerk move. So I was like, OK, yeah. OK. And I and I know there's going to I know there's an extra hey guys, play, a big yeah. wolf. But essentially, it's like so. I'm thinking of like, okay, so it's gonna be a betrayal story. I feel like this. I feel like it's gonna set up. I'm, I was more thinking of like what the oh betrayed. I thought you said betrayed. Betrayal. Yeah, I said betrayed. Oh, not, not betrayed. betrayed. Okay, like yeah. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, that's that's my fault. Um, Someone's gonna get married at the end. I think. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, what's good is that unlike other like, what's really good about this this anime, what makes me excited is that unlike say other kind of shoujo types things where they like maybe they adapt the first two, three volumes or something, or like the first arc, and then we never hear from the show again, unlike shonen animes that get like adaption of like hundreds worth of volumes. This, they've already confirmed, like they're going to adapt the entire manga. So we will have a beginning and an end. How many episodes is it going to be? You think 52 episodes? I'm I'm not sure. Well, it'll keep us, if it's 52, we'll be, we'll we'll keep us busy for a while. But but will uh, there be like uh, a break though in between like uh, they're doing with Sorter Online this season? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, first we'll we have see. to know. We don't know how many it is, but um, I, I did like the, I did like this. I thought the story was good. What the one thing I guess where it sort of uh, took me out of took me out of the scene a little bit is in both the sub version and in the dub. They when she says the I'm not a dog, I'm going to be a cat. And they actually have to put a little caption explaining what she meant by that, saying she wants to change her birthday to a cat. I was like, OK, I don't know, like for whatever reason that I get why they do it, because. You know, you have to, you know, because, you know, if you're showing this to an American audience, there's going to be stuff that most Americans will not understand uh, about, you know, sort of Japanese customs, culture, language play, all that stuff. But at the same time, I'm sort of like, I mean, I could have probably figured out what that it meant. Was, it was, yeah, it's, that a, was, it's a, it's a fan sub. Well, could you turn no, that, no, that off? Could you turn the, the official so sub was... and the official dub? Well, you can't. They don't have an option. You could just turn off 
stuff like that off so you don't I, have to deal with that? On, if it's on if it's on Verve, if it's on Verve or Funimation now, I have not seen it yet. I think it comes I, I found that taping. helpful. I would not yeah. have understood that without the right. Yeah. right. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, it's like it's it's on one hand, it is on one hand, most of the time it is helpful, but on the other hand, I do sort of like it does sort of take it does sort of like take me out of it a little bit. Then I have to get back into it, and just for me personally, sub, watching a sub takes a lot of concentration. I'm still not yet at the whole in- can instinctively that's, that's watch an argument state. to watch. Better get used to it because I don't know how long the simul dub's gonna last. So, I mean, it's well, like, but it's like the sub is like great. I mean, I'm not yeah, complaining, okay. complaining about watching the sub. It's just okay. like you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like it's a story that you know, it's mm, maybe it's like okay, it's like did it need to be explained? Did it not to be explained? It just it just felt that was the only well, that was my only problem with the opening story. Otherwise, well, I thought actually one thing I didn't know is though the dub though the uh, the blonde girl the tough blonde girl you know. That's winter white. That's winter snee. Oh wow! I, I, I even winter can't make me switch to the dub. I know, so, but yeah, but she's same type of character. Papa Bear, big sister. That is character. not the same character. She's like she plays uh, the Yankee character in Fruits Basket, and in, in winter is like not that. Like she, okay, that's completely different. Um, but yeah, speaking kind of going off what John said, kind of the only thing for me that didn't work with the with the episode was in that scene with Yuki and Toru, with Yuki and Honda-san, um, there's this one music cue. It's like, I think when he says, like, the really romantic thing, and then it's like the whoosh of the wind that blows through her hair, there's this very loud musical cue where it's suddenly, like, as if, like, a bell is just being rung. And I'm like, why? Like, I, it it felt so much louder to me. I don't know if that if you guys experienced that, if you even remember mm. that. But mm. I was like, oh wow! Like there were just certain moments where I was like, the music could have been could have used a more, if not softer. Mm. They could have like amped up the music in certain parts because the I feel like the episode was mostly quiet, and maybe that's why it sounded so loud. Because there mm. wasn't really a lot of use of music mm. in it. Yeah, I don't even remember the mu- I don't any remember music things from either. the either. Yeah. It just shows you how great the story is. You just don't remember stuff like that. It's just... It shows how great the story is yeah. when you don't remember things. Yeah. No, you don't remember, like, little, like, background stuff. Like, you just chill into the plot. You're just... You're in that zone. Like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, no. Like, some stories, like, if yeah. the music's good enough, you'll remember it. Yeah. Even if the <laughs> story's good enough, too. Um... But yeah, uh, I guess we could very briefly talk about like any of the of the other characters. So like Todu's best, like Todu's friends, the Yuki fan club, and also Todu's family, like her mom, her dad, her grandfather. Oh, like I just want to talk her about mom. her her mom. Like, I want to talk about her mom. Like how she's so relevant in the story right away. How they don't like build up to her. They're showing her right now, which is something mm. you don't really do see much in anime. I just like how they're they're emphasizing the whole single mother aspect. Because a lot of times, like, either the parents are completely absent, whether they're actually in the household or not, or they're they're dead, they're not, it's whatever. But, like, the last time I saw an actual, like, emphasis on, like, the difficulties of it be of a single parent household in an anime, I think was, like, Clannad After Story or whatever, the sequel. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? This is that's different. <laughs> I, think. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, anyway, seems... but it was but it was a single dad thing. Whole that whole situation. And it was different, yeah. but it was also like very tragic and whatever. But like, what I mean is like there wasn't like a real emphasis on like no like she, like my mom was like a super mom. She was like whatever. Like I just found that really like not only refreshing, but I just I don't know. I I I, I like and this. I, and this I like is better it. than just one thing I did like dead though, and then never talking about him again. And I, one thing I do like though was. Uh, Toru's regret was simply, you know, 
she didn't say a proper goodbye or anything. It wasn't yeah. over dramatic. Like it, it, any other show, any other series probably would have made it more dramatic. Would have made it that she said she got in a fight with her mom and she said, I hate you. And then that's her. Regret. Yeah, I was, I was no. dreading that. That I thought that yeah. happened too. I was dreading that. Yeah. Um, no, the mom, the mom was great. <laughs> incredibly presented. I agree. It was like really refreshing to see all of that. And there's a lot of focus put on it by the show. I, I do think she's kind of the character that stands out beyond uh, the main cast. And, 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 you, and usually, and usually when it comes to, and usually when it comes to something, and I think for me, that's why, even though the first episode was just, was a big expo dump. I, I think we've kind of all sort of all, on the same length there the fact i didn't necessarily mind that because i especially the story with the mom i felt that that was presented uh, it was very unique it was very well done it also felt really realistic too because again it's not overly built up it's not overly dramatic and it was a sudden death so it wasn't like this long drawn out sequence where it was like okay she's sick and then she's gonna die or any or anything like that it was a sudden thing and and when you're when you're a kid you're not expecting that to have when you're anybody you're not expecting oh to, you know, to, say, say, remember, to say goodbye to your mom say goodbye to a loved one and you know everything it's a normal day everything's about right and you know they don't come home that day and it and is it, it's it is that kind it is that it is it stuck out to me and i thought I mean, it was they did it really well and that's why i didn't necessarily mind the whole big me too it, all the all the information because uh, as right. it was handled as well as it could have been handled um right. it, i remember the show had flashback I, it was, I was almost on verge of tears, man. It was just so sad. Um, yeah. Really felt for her, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you guys have any, like, closing thoughts that you but want I, to get I also think uh, black, black-haired friend was very funny in the episode. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. She's great. No, when, when she – when um, um, when Uo-chan uh, – her name's Alisa – and then a long last name. Um, when she was like, don't actually send them the, bi- the vibes. Like, yeah. don't yeah. send them the negative vibes. Don't do it. <laughs> it, was, it was really great. Oh, and, and probably it's like literal vibes too. Like she is like she has like psychic powers or something. Psychic? Oh, way to spoil it. Oh, I mean, no, I'm I'm just saying. Um, I ship them hard. I'm like but, they're married. But I'm, I'm, the, I'm wait, really... the, the three of them together or no? The two friends. I ship them. I, I'm. Oh, I'm okay. Sure I was, I was I'm like, really gonna like though the psychic two. girl because I like I said I like those type of characters that have a little bit of a little edge to them. So. She did say that she sent something strange about Yuki, so maybe they'll find out. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, that's true. That she did say that. Yeah. All right. She did say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, if that's if that's that's it, right? No more closing thoughts. Anyone wants to add more, anything? More, 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 Kyo, please. More Kyo, please. All more right, Kyo. Kyo. More, us, more, everybody. Give, give us more animals. More give everybody. Us... More everybody except those fangirls. All right. Now, that's someone it. please buy Toro an apartment already. Yeah. <laughs> So she's staying yeah. with them. It's fine. Yeah, she's. It'll be fine. She finally got a roof over her head or over her head. So it's and it's fine. not a tent. It's not a tent. A tent. Um, yeah, that's not a roof. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com/discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Caroline, aka Princess, and thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, and you. It's still weird to say my name. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. 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 Take care. <laughs>